I'm Anna David, Associate Programmer at Barrick Film and Media Arts Festival 2020. You'll be listening to an interview with Jessica Dan Ravinelli, Director of Marriage Story, and Annika Cash, with whom the film was made in conversation with. Marriage Story is Ravinelli's third short, which is having its very first public screening in the new cinema competition at Merrick. The film is one of the 12 shorts, part of this reshaped and reduced section. Based on our conversation, we can most probably expect more shorts coming from Jessica. We look forward to them. Jessica and Annika joined us from New York City. Hi, Jessica and Annika. Thank you for joining us. Congratulations on the very world online premiere of uh, Marriage Story. I'll jump right into the, the first uh, question for you. You wrote, directed, shot, edited, and starred in Marriage Story. Um, what came first uh, for it was the poem um, that Annika recites, or was the idea for the film that came first? Actually, yeah, the Annika's text was the last thing to be written. Knew sort of what it would be, but as you know, usually with collaborators, I do give them a fair amount of freedom. So she actually delivered the final text like very soon before shooting. So I was scripting and conceptualizing the film alongside her. And you you wrote the film collectively, or you, you kind of created it on paper collectively before the pandemic arrived, and then the film uh, and then filmed it under the quarantine. Um, yeah. Which is really great to know that it's a very pre-pandemic film and it was delivered um, even if during that process um, it sounded like it was delivered at, as you intended it to be um, or was it actually something that had to change from what was initially planned because of the uh, circumstances? Yeah, so, you know, it was something that, that, we, that I've been conceptualizing we've been working on and toying around with um, but originally, you know, it was going to be shot on 16 millimeter with, with Kirstein, there was going to be a moving, a moving camera. Those aesthetic decisions had to go out the window. So it kind of went back to shooting, like I had shot in my first feature empathy with these very locked off um, looks, but the lighting effects and all that was pretty much, we didn't shoot until we could get our hands on the set of lights. Yeah, so there were certainly alterations to what we were going to shoot, but functionally the shots are more or less the same. There's just certain elements of what we were able to used to get those shots that had changed but then that opened up the realm of like playing with i always have loved these like bad film conversion softwares i mean they're not bad they're okay but i really like the texture that they generated and so ideally at some point there will be a 35 millimeter screening so we can continue this play so we're using like a 720p camera with a very nice color gamut that i really liked so playing between some an image that is very refined in some ways and sort of very very crude in others so that was something that like a more restricted shooting scenario forced upon me, but it was kind of nice because it allowed me to go deeper into this play with the color red that I The text I did not write at all. That's entirely Annika. Um, I'd love to talk about those uh, red flashes, the very pulsating red flashes um, added to the, to the film that also obviously really go strongly and hand in hand with a super powerful techno track that both <laughs> that starts and finishes the film. And it's, just, it's, it's marvelous to me that a film made within an interior of a house and to, with kind of like stripped down in, in a way because very few elements are used to make this film. Um, and yet there's this ecstasy body that you feel, this ecstasy energy coming out of, of the film itself. Um, was it always in your head something that it had to be done this way, that you wanted this energy to come out? Or is something else that it discovered um, while... Um, shooting the film. Yeah, that was something that I toyed with shooting interior scenes with 
these these quasar lights, these these colored these colored lights, um, and getting that sort of like heightened unreality of a very very mundane scene. We associate this kind of music with like light music. You know, they they go together. You have these pulsating lights and you have these pulsating sounds. And I really liked the idea of like splitting those completely so that the music would become a frame and then the lights like carry this sort of pulsation of the music, but you don't need the music anymore. So to like strip down the intensity and to give us this like intensity of the mundane, which is something that Anika and I were, were talking a lot about. Like, can you import that intensity into a situation that is very domestic? It's also very beautiful the fact that you both in front of the camera, um, you've done it before as well, um, dressy with so pretty. So it's not the first time you've placed yourself in front of a camera of your own film. The text is yours, Annika, and then so therefore you might have felt that it was important for you to read it yourself. I mean, I would have chosen not to begin it if that was an option. <laughs> <laughs> But it did have to be you. Um, working together was certainly interesting because we had to be, you know, all of our own crew. So you're in her daily life. So it wasn't like entirely foreign to both of us, but it is a weird switch to be making this like intimate domestic space. And for me, With So Pretty, I was a very reluctant um, actress. Uh, that only happened because somebody had dropped out of the film, and so I was kind of forced into it. But then there was something nice about taking my body as like legitimate cinematic material. And I, you know, with, with Marriage Story, it's kind of like stripping down my films down to their barest essentials. So you're left with nothing but two bodies in a room. And I like the idea that you could build like a, a space out of that, that you could reformat the idea of what couples felt like or, or, or what marriage could be to sort of like dive into this space with just two, two bodies. And uh, there's like a certain, you know, vulnerability that we associate with like nude bodies. Um, but then we've removed the vulnerability of the face. Um, and I think that was important to me to try to get away from this like identification. I'm very frightened of the concepts of marriage and love. So this was kind of like, this was kind of trying to continue a project of investigating what on earth is going on in there. So you, you, could, you would say, for instance, that um, investigating the institution of marriage and what it means could, ask, could have also been a seed for you to do this film, the creative seed, a reason why you also wanted to do this film? Yeah, for sure. Um, I think both of us were sort of fascinated by, like, it is a certain element of leftist culture, right, where, like, uh, marriage is assimilation and, uh, you know, this, this, like, failure to be political. It's definitely something that I held for a very long time. And I think you agreed with me in certain oh, ways. Yeah. But then you're like, then it's the forbidden fruit, right? And you want to, really, leading on that Christian references there, but um, you really want to sort of like dive into this forbidden space. There's this desire to stand aside and, and to, to you know, be better than an institution. But then we exist and we live in this world that is created and shaped by like Christian morality, heterosexual uh patriarchal family structures and whatever yeah and that exists all around us yeah. and that's where we come from right so it was kind of fun to be like rather than just like stand aside and shake a finger what if you investigate that space and see what is going on in there um and and you've you've, you've mentioned christianity and there at the very beginning when there's um, the coffee scene in the um there's a, a, a image of a virgin mary or i assume it's a virgin mary uh, glued to the kitchen wall She's like a holographic image, so if you move your head, she moves. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> so Annika, like, did most of the production design, but didn't want to be uh, 
credited for it because she felt like it was in the credits too much. No, it's just it, it was filmed in my apartment. So, um, but you know that was intentionally placed there, obviously. I'd like to go back to the to the the representation of your bodies and. One of the first things that I was impacted by was obviously the honesty and um, the beauty of two bodies entangled and and really feeling that it was an intimate moment that was being portrayed with honesty and also with powerfulness. It's still so rare and that queer bodies and queer intimacy is portrayed in a, in a real like that in a way that feels real and that feels authentic. I wondered if because it was a vulnerable place for you to be at. If there was, this might be an inti- a very intimate question, but if there was some, a lot of, uh, if there was some degree of preparation or pre-scripting the scene itself to make sure that both you felt protected and not super vulnerable. When we're conceptualizing the film, like how to, to shoot that scene, we're already like blocking and staging how to, how to do that in a way that feels like a comfortable exchange of power dynamics. Are we comfortable with our bodies being portrayed in this way? Like, is it a frame that we will, that we want to see our bodies in? So there's lots of negotiation about what, what, what that would look like. But yeah, it's really hard when you're also trying to get a graphic element. You're, you're trying to get this sort of like the red, cause the red blows out and makes the bodies kind of like melt. Um, so it was, yeah, it was really, that was hard. Usually shooting sex is very easy for me, but I mean, I guess this is the first time that I, in front of and behind the camera. I think I've always really been drawn towards, um, you know, I have this, these two drives between to sort of be like, I guess more provocative imagery and then like really non-provocative um, presentation of that. The honors of it might also be placed in the viewer, in the person who sees it, um, in the sense that what might be felt as provocative by someone might not be by someone else. But I mean, sex with just let, that's true yeah, what is less provocative than sex within marriage <laughs> <laughs> true true um uh, yeah so also curious about the text itself um you mentioned at the beginning that um the text that you wrote annika came um after its um, postscript creation do you want to tell us a bit more about the sources or the seeds that provoked ignited this text because it's, it's such a beautiful text and it's it, it's so re- it's recited with such beauty beauty in it as well and um the text is just a mixture of various love letters i've written to jesse and then a lot of research i've been doing which is mostly focused on the narrative of virgin martyrs um saints that have been martyred for preserving their virginity and chastity a lot of their writings focus on like this feeling of ecstasy they get through their relationship or like marriage to Jesus. So I've been reading about this for a while. So yeah, the text is a mix between quotes um, from writings from saints and then also my own writings. And very, very last question. Um, I've noticed that all your other films, I've noticed that they feature coffee or the process of making coffee at the very beginning. Um, was that very on purpose that you've also done it in this film? Yeah, it's every single film. I mean, at this point, it's, yeah, it's a joke. Every scene starts with coffee. And I just keep coming back to these, like, simple tasks. I love watching people do tasks. Um, Beautiful. I hope um, whenever the film gets to premiere in a, in a proper 
cinema and uh, in 35 millimeters. I hope you, the audience can also drink a coffee while actually <laughs> seeing you preparing the coffee. <laughs> It's great. Thank you. Thank you so much. It was really brilliant.